Hi, I'm Jamila and Anybody Everybody Tottenham is a boy monthly podcast introducing the good people of Tottenham to you. Welcome, in today's episode I'm talking to Kim from Tottenham's Hidden History and we're covering witches, elephants and burgers, among other things. So, Kim, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Let's start off with some general questions about you and Tottenham, how this started. How long have you been living in Tottenham? Um, we moved to Tottenham in 2001, so it's uh, 20 years this year. Okay, and what were your first impressions when you when you came? Um, my first impressions were quite, um, I don't know what to how to describe it. Um, I come from really leafy southwest London um, and then all of a sudden I was in this concrete jungle and it was a very different place to what I'd grown up in. Um, but I came to embrace it. I came to love living here, you know, um, and there's been so many changes throughout the years, you know, that I think the area just gets better and better for me. Okay, so you're seeing um, positive improvements. Oh, what would you say, what have you noticed over the 20 years? What, what are some significant changes? Um, I think there's been very much um, a natural gentrification, um, you know, where we're seeing, you know, a, a love for arts, um, a love for history. Um, you know, we have investment going into the area. Um, and all of that sort of brings together a nice vibe, you know, and ever since they uh, built new football stadium and we've had more and more businesses come to Tottenham, there's much more of a priority for people, you know, that it's a much more varied area now. Okay. So you said you come from um, South London. Would you say um, Tottenham is unique in any way? Is, what about the North-South divide? Is that a thing or is that just all a big hype? Um, I think it is a thing um, that's potentially being blown up to be bigger than what it should be. Um, there aren't many differences between the two areas. And I still work in South London. And I've seen that natural gentrification over there as well, you know. So I think there isn't much of a difference between the two, two parts of London. I've, I think they're very, very similar. You know, the same stuff happens here in Tottenham as what happens in Wandsworth, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's just the distance, you know, because it is a bit of a schlep to get all the way south. And then it's almost like it's a different city and there are always rivalries between... Um, especially cities that are close together, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, have people surprised you over the last year? Would you say things have changed, you know, with the whole lockdown, etc.? Um, yeah, I think there's been a real shift. I mean, we've always had a very tight-knit community, but I think this lockdown has really, you know, brought us together and that's brought out an even more positive side to having that community. You know, I couldn't have got through it without, you know, my neighbours and, and people in the area. 
you know, and there are other people who, who would feel the same about their neighbours. And so, yeah, I think it's just really enhanced that community spirit that we've always had in Tottenham and really shone a really you know, positive light on the situation. So, yeah. Can you give some examples when, when you say like the neighbours were really supportive? Yeah, I mean, in the early days, um, with panic buying, there was a lot of stuff that we couldn't get. Um, and with my mum having certain health problems with certain things she needed that we could not get. Um, and I remember putting a shout out on one of the local Facebook groups and I said, look, this is what we need. And somebody contacted me and he just said, look, we've got hand sanitizer, we've got bleach, we've got cleaning products for you. You know, um, we're a catering company, but we're actually winding down because our clients are uh, are closing lockdown and we want to help people in our community so he came down to to where I live that evening and um for 20 pounds I walked away with loads and loads of cleaning products and hand sanitizer and just things that you know we really desperately needed so I mean it was just little things like that you know and um so yeah I mean I really saw the community come together do you think some of this is going to stay on, like once we are opening up? Um, I think there's going to be a lot more support um, moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people have been quite badly affected by the knock-on effect of, you know, the economic impact. Um, so, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think people are going to be a lot more supportive and I hope a lot more understanding and, yeah, Oh, you said, did you say support? Yes, supportive, yeah. So, and also one of the babies from, from the lockdown is the hidden history of Tottenham. Can you tell me how this came about? Yeah, so um, I'm a family historian um, and I already had quite a good background knowledge on local history in Tottenham. Um, but then we got to uh, November last year, that particular lockdown, I found difficult my mental health. Um, and once I'd drawn back and come out of that mental health state, it was the new year, we had another lockdown. And I just thought, how am I going to cope? And then I thought, well, I'm quite lucky. There are other people in the community that they live alone. You know, they are isolated, haven't seen their families for several months. And I just thought, is this lockdown really gonna be, you know, the final straw for a lot of people? So then I came back to this idea of having a community-based um, hidden history project. Um, and when I say hidden history, what I mean is history that is all around us, um, but we don't necessarily see it. And because we don't see it, it remains hidden. Um, but yet this is something that people engage with. They love talking about it. So I just thought by bringing all of that together onto one platform, onto Facebook, that would be the best way to go about supporting the community, engaging with them, them engaging with others and enjoying, you know, a subject that, that we all like and, and enjoy to talk about. Yeah. And when you join this Facebook group, you fill in a little profile about yourself, kind of why do you want to join? What's what's your link to the community? Have you been surprised by the answers, by what people are joining? Or I don't know what, what you thought beforehand, who was going to be interested and the reality of who is actually drawn to um, the group? Initially, the ambition was to draw in a lot of people of my age, so 30s, 
forties, um, professionals, you know, people who may be unemployed or, or whatever, you know, so just general people that sort of age group um, living in the area. And in all honesty, I thought I would end up with no more than about two to 300 members. It would grow really slowly. Um, and maybe it wouldn't go down that well. Um, so I was absolutely shocked when we got to having the group up and running four weeks and we had nearly 400 members. That's when the penny dropped that this was gonna be a big, big project. Um, so in terms of people joining, we've had a crazy um, varied mix of people. So we've got a lot of young people. Um, we've got a lot of uh, older people that are joining, um, people who currently live in Tottenham or have lived in Tottenham. Um, we do get a lot of football fans um, because they love everything about the area. So they want to learn about the history. Um, and surprisingly, we do get people who they tell us they have friends or they have relatives who live in Tottenham. And they always enjoy coming to Tottenham to see their friends and family. So they have this natural you know, interest in history. So it's been quite surprising, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's mainly people based in the UK. We have had some people who are now living abroad um, who have joined, who have joined mm -hmm. the group. Um, so yeah, it's a, a very bunch of people. That's that's really nice. Uh, and have have you had families joining? I wonder as well, like across the generation. Um, I think yeah, I think yeah. we have got a couple of families, generational families on the group. Um, my mum's a member of the group, so and uh, my uncle's a member of the group. So, so yeah, I think that there are intergenerational members there, and that's lovely to see because they really know the history. You know, they know the area and have the information to share. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm just loving the photos of the of the of the area from back in the day, and I I made so many discoveries. Have any discoveries surprised you, or which ones have surprised you especially? Um, I think the so I'd always known, or at least heard rumor that we had uh, circus rioters um, that were I've since found out stationed on St Anne's Road. Um, but I think what was really um, an interesting thing to come out of that would be that some of the circus animals, elephants included, would be taken for daily exercise um, in and around the area. So just conjuring up this image of, you know, Seven Sisters Road and an elephant being sort of, you know, led through to go through a walk in Grinsby Park. You know, I mean, that was, you know, quite a discovery. Yeah. What are your hopes? for the future what are you excited for for the um group? so we have um some exciting projects coming up um we're looking to do a halloween special uh which will run into probably the second or third of november um we are also sort of starting to grow a youtube channel um also called top in history uh we have our first short film already released um, and we'll be remastering that film um, for another release in September. Um, and we're currently working on our next short film project. So, so we're trying to, to grow both YouTube channel and Facebook group um, alongside each other. Um, and hopefully they'll complement each other. When you say a Halloween thing, so you're looking for spooky Tottenham stories? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would be really interested to hear from anybody who 
has any paranormal stories they would like to share. Um, I've, I've had paranormal experiences here in Tottenham, um, and I know quite a few other people have. Um, there are some very well-documented stories um, that I'm aware of. Um, and I'm particularly interested in witchcraft and, and the area. Did we have a witch? Um, we had somebody who was uh, put forward and tried as a witch. Um, mm -hmm. So that's something that we'll be looking to explore for Halloween. Um, and yeah, it's just about sort of delving into the underbelly of the area, really, and trying to dig out those stories. Um, but yeah. Yeah, let's see if anybody who's listening will reach out um, because they've got some connections. So if we're now going to part three, which is the top tips, what would you say? Where should people go and explore in Tottenham? I think one area that is very underrated is probably the old uh, Tottenham Hospital in Tottenham Green. Um, so you'll notice there are some quite historic buildings um, and that would have formed the original part of the Prince of Wales Hospital. Is it, the, is it the Jewish one near Seven Sisters or is that a different this one? Is, even? This is a different one. It leads up to Tynemouth Road where the medical practice is. Um, so prior to the medical practice being there, that also would have been a part of the Prince of Wales Hospital. Um, and that was the main uh, serving hospital in the area until I think 1980s when it was um, eventually closed and partially demolished. Um, so Tottenham Green, um, that, that hospital, that, that building, uh, the Jewish Hospital, which is um, on the high road opposite uh, uh, Tesco, um, South Tottenham Tesco, so that's another interesting building, um, and Bruce Castle, um, I think that's got to be the number one spot to go in and have a look at, um, we've got one of the oldest oak trees um, in Bruce Castle Park, um, and there's, do you know how old it is? Uh, I think I've read somewhere it's about 500 years, so it's seen quite a lot of history. Um, yeah, so that that's something that, yeah, I would recommend. What about some food recommendations? Well, food Do you have recommendations. Any? Um, it, all, it has to be all about Bruce Burgers. Um, I think they're on Bruce Grove. Um, so they do the best jerk chicken wings, the best burgers, curly fries. The food is just absolutely amazing. Um, if you want pizza, I can recommend True Craft on West Green Road. Um, their pizzas are amazing and they do a wonderful, wonderful range of beer. Um, and finally, probably the Palm on Philip Lane. They do, well, before lockdown, they were doing beautiful roast dinners and again, a really good selection of beer. So. Nice. Maybe finally, um, I know that you're a runner. Are there any green spots that you think, or that maybe you discovered? over the last year that you um, think? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't discovered anywhere new over the last year. Um, I've been road running quite a bit, but in terms of greenery um, and woodland, uh, Downhills Park, um, there's a beautiful nature trail which leads uh, through the park. Um, and then if you cross the road over into Lordship Recreation Ground, um, there's another beautiful, beautiful woodland um, pathway 
which I would highly recommend running. Um, that leads you out into an area where if you turned right, you can run up the hill. Um, and when you get to the top there, if you turn around and look back, you can see Alexandra Palace in the distance. Um, and then to the right of you, you have Full Water Farm. So yeah, that would be a, a highly recommended run. So where, where could people find you if they're interested to explore a little bit more about the hidden history of Tottenham? Um, so we have uh, our Facebook group um, called Tottenham's Hidden History. <clears throat> uh, Tottenham's Hidden History Facebook group is probably the best way to get in contact. Um, please join the group. Um, let us know why if you want to join. Um, and then feel free to uh, put a, a comment or a post on the group. And one of our, our history experts will get involved and advise, um, answer any questions and give any uh, tips or, or information that we can sort of share with people. So yeah, everyone's welcome to, to join. Yeah, and I would definitely also recommend to, to check out your video on the, on the YouTube channel. That was yeah. very, very interesting, especially if you're um, interested in, in Lordship Recreation Ground. And this was one of the things that I found so amazing on the group, the photo of the pool, dreaming now that we could have a light or so close by. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the area, especially that particular area, because of, you know, World War II and, you know, all of the regeneration that went on thereafter, it's seen so many changes and, and likewise with Downhills Park as well, you know, many, many changes have occurred there. So again, it's really nice to have, have a Facebook group um, and to be getting out and to be doing short films um, because it takes people back to another world, you know, what it, it had been like, you know, so, and maybe in future, you know, we can build on that and say, well, maybe we can recreate something, you know, or do this or do that, you know, have to pay a little homage to, to our, our ancestors who, you know, and, and previous residents went before us, you know. Exactly. Lovely. Okay. So thank you very much. Remember, if you want to know more, check out Tottenham's Hidden History on Facebook and YouTube. And if you have any spooky stories, Kim wants to know. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, learned something new and let that Tottenham love grow. Take care and until next time, bye!